Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of BizBytes. And today I have with me uh, David, who, um, well, maybe we'll talk about it later on. He, he, You won't be able to see it because, of course, you're listening to the podcast, but he's got this magnificent background from Canada behind him, which I love. And uh, so, David, without further ado, welcome to the uh, program, and please introduce yourself to our to our audience. Oh, thank you, Anthony, and thank you for inviting me onto the show. Uh, yeah, look, I've got a, a long history uh, in energy industry uh, and finance background. So having worked through originally through financial planning analysis type roles growing up in the industry uh, through to corporate development and that and then out um, into other areas in corporate finance. Um, I sort of retired from corporate life about 2007, eight, uh, and started my own business. And so Thompson Group Holdings. So TGH, we help companies um, understand, quantify, and try and improve their shareholder value. And we do that through all the things I've been involved in, like um, strategic planning, financial planning analysis, corporate finance, mergers and acquisitions, and independent valuations. Um, and we do that by, first of all, building best practice financial models to enable us to do all those things. So it's a big corporate finance focus for us. A really interesting, um, really interesting area. And, and congratulations on being in business uh, for, well, you've, you've, what is that, 15 plus years, 16 years nearly? Um, and uh, that's a, a tremendous achievement within itself. And um, you know, how, it, it, take me back to then. Actually, I'm I'm interested in in going out and leaving the corporate world and going out on your own. That was a pretty big decision at that time. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't uh, because I, as I said, I went through the industry. Uh, I've done 25 years in the Queensland electricity industry and worked my way up to the. Uh, top exec team, the government sold all the assets. So I basically took the package and ran um, and then went set up the business. But I went to Deloitte first uh, and ran their business modeling group in Queensland um, and then got tapped on the shoulder for a global um, steel company to head up their corporate development, or M&A. Uh, and that's when I set the business up because it was basically what am I going to do, go full-time again, start my business. So I've sort of had the business, but I... I have a lot of clients, but I also take on big, chunky, meaty roles when I think they're really exciting and important. Um, and in fact, I've just come back a couple of years ago, I spent five years in Sydney uh, in corporate roles. So it's a little bit of um, keeping clients, helping them grow, but also um, if the opportunity rises, particularly in the M&A space or corporate uh, finance world, corporate development, then I'll, I'll jump in and help those companies out for whether it be a short term or long term. Yeah, that M and A space is a really interesting one, isn't it? Because um, there's more and more of that happening, and, and it's a space that I'm I'm starting to to explore a little bit from a from a marketing point of view. But I'm I'm intrigued as to your take on it as well. I've, I've heard it sort of expressed to me probably about uh, a year or so ago that um, whilst we continue to hear a lot about large scale uh, mergers and acquisitions, there's a lot happening in the SME space. Uh, in in and around that, that of course, because they're not big household brand names, we don't hear too much about. Uh, but it is an it, it is a space that continues to develop, doesn't it? Uh, it certainly does. And again, 
COVID had created some issues, as you appreciate, uh, things went on hold. Uh, that also created situations where people start to look, well, how do I grow the business, uh, maybe inorganically? Um, and it's interesting looking at the share market. You see a lot of the press lately about the um, Australian share market. I think it had a reduction for the first time in 18-odd years or 20 years. Um, and the superannuation funds uh, are growing rapidly. You know, they get that 9 10%, 11% um, guaranteed increase coming through and then start to take out a lot of the big infrastructure assets where, I, where my involvement is, so airports, um, transmission lines, distribution lines, et cetera. So those things um, are being started to look at by superannuation funds um, more in their alternative assets. Um, and then, of course, you come down to the small space. So, you know, we we are using that knowledge and expertise and applying it to the SME space. Uh, so, again, you know, we've got a client right now. We're looking to help them understand their strategy, understand their, their models, how they work, uh, What's that mean? What's the business worth by itself? Look at the opportunities in the market around where they are, say in Queensland, how do they grow that interstate? And then you know, do the market assessment, market analysis, look at the opportunities, what are they worth individually, where do the values lie, and then help them understand how to achieve that uh, and where the economies of scale may be, and then basically increase shareholder value accordingly. So it's an interesting space. Yeah, and I, and I think the the common element too, and I don't know if you find this, but the expectations of what people have for um, you know exiting their business, whether it's a, you know merger and acquisition, or it's a um, you know in that in that uh, larger space, or in some cases shutting the doors, um, it's really interesting what the expectations are initially of what people have for the for the um, for the value of the business and what the reality check might be. Um, it's, there's, there's often quite a significant gap between those two. Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, certainly. There's a lot of corporate finance. So if you go from the big end of town, the investment banks, the Macquarie's, the UBS, um, Credit Suisse type firms, and then, and then get down to the smaller firms and even the big four accounting firms have their, their M&A practices. Then you get some SMEs, other sort of boutiques, investment firms, and then even down to the business brokers. Um, and it's just interesting how they all view deals or M&A um, differently process-wise. So I come from the big end of town. So, you know, we, we're you know, even 100-year life assets, toll roads or, or for life of the concession or big electricity lines or something like that, power stations, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, water pipelines, for example, so and ports. Um, but then, and that's a lot of that is about building financial models to understand and assess the value of those companies. And you get right down to the very small um, mum and dad business that might have a couple of million turnover, um, 100,000 profits, say. And they look at, you know, when you look at those deals at the business broker level or the small M&A, you know, a lot of that's based on maintainable earnings. Uh, and a lot of that, you, a lot of normalization goes into that and taking out, for example, all the cars and boats and other things they've put into the business, private parts of it. Um, looking at you know what is the appropriate salaries versus what they're taking as salaries or dividends and restructuring the business. So that normalisation basically affects their historical earnings. And a lot of businesses in that small market don't actually plan beyond 12 months, two years. So for me, it's quite interesting because I, as I said, I, I have this approach and concept and history and theory about how to value something and where it comes from. And then you get this whole argument about 
very small businesses and they're what are they worth two three four times EBIT, EBITDA profit or or one or two times revenue depending on the nature of the business so quite interesting dichotomy between the scale of the businesses and how they're valued mm, and i think ultimately of course they're, they're only worth what someone's prepared to pay for them um you know that's the that's the big factor isn't it well, in an M&A sense, yes, of course. Um, from a valuation perspective, it's interesting because, you know, you can value a company for lots of reasons, and there are a lot of reasons, sorry, for valuing companies. That could be for a takeover defence, it could be for strategic purposes, it could be for regulatory purposes, tax purposes, uh, sale of shares, divorce um, proceedings, um, changing of businesses from, you know, um, type, company type A to company type B, um, CGT purposes. So there's lots of reasons. And, and, you know, they're all, you know, definition of fair value, market value, fair market value, um, and then what someone's prepared to pay for it may all be very different. Yeah, it, it does make it a, it, it does make it a um, a tricky space to be in. As, as, as you say, there are lots of different reasons why uh, people are getting that uh, analysis, and and not always because they actually want to uh, want to exit the business. Um, I, I'm fascinated as well. Before we moved out of this this area, is um, in the discussion is t- tell me in terms of the um, mergers and acquisitions that you're seeing. Is there just as much movement going where larger companies are uh, getting rid of things that have become smaller smaller businesses unto themselves within it, as opposed to the more traditional way we think about things, where it's going the other way, where where larger businesses are acquiring some you know sets of smaller businesses to to add value to their overall asset? Uh, I'm not sure I have enough view of the market around exactly what's happening throughout the world or in businesses, et cetera. But, um, yeah, look, it, you know, it, a lot of businesses will find that they were in a growth mode and they you know, typically you grow businesses through mergers and acquisitions and you do things, say, horizontally or vertically. So vertically through a value chain or horizontally might be expanding geographically. Um, and then you might find that, uh, you know, even my industry where I grew up, the energy industry, um, you know, you go from electricity, then you bring in gas, and that's dual fuel. Then you might go into the retailing space, which has electricity, gas, and telco. So now you've got tri-product to sell. Um, and then you find, mm, maybe that's not working so well. Or you've got, say, for example, buy now, pay later type businesses. They have very small businesses, credit card, they get uh, mum and dad, they get $5,000 loans. Maybe they get into the commercial side, so they're up into the 20, 30, 60, $100,000 loans. And they're growing all those sectors uh, or they're growing geography-wise. So, yeah, and then all of a sudden you find you've got too much spread. So then you need to refocus. And that can be any size business, right? So, um, you know, you could own, for example, shops or shopping centres or shops in shopping centres in, in, say, Cairns and Melbourne and Perth and then uh, in Queenstown and Auckland and then go to the US. And all of a sudden you spread re- way too thin, right? Um, so I think there's all kinds of reasons why people get into trouble around that and then they some will refocus, some will expand and it's about product and, and scalability and what they're good at and a lot of people sort of, you know, sell off businesses to focus because that's where the margins are. Mm, absolutely. Well, I wanted to... 
um, sort of explore a little bit further because uh, going back to because you've you've had quite a journey, um, obviously in the in the last fifteen years. But um, I, I'm intrigued as to where you started out. So what was the uh, what was the original qualification and and the original goal that you had um, back in the day? <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I guess there is a bit of a history. Um, yeah. Uh, very quickly, for my sins, uh, when I was school, my father was a bricklayer and he made all us uh, boys, three boys, work for him as a brickies labourer before we all joined the Royal Australian Navy. And he did that for a reason, to teach us never to work for a living. Uh, um, and it was good, right, because we all were very um, well-built, strong, tough boys by the time we joined the Navy, uh, all at 15, 16 years of age. Uh, and that put us in good stead. So, um, and I, I spent six years in the Navy as a radio operator, communicator, electronic warfare, so like electronic spikes as a role, but nothing like that outside. So, um, got out of the industry, got out of the Navy, um, and started with the electricity industry. I had to go back to school to get a qualification to get senior, um, and then just started working. Uh, he gave me a broom, started sweeping, and then just uh, started working as a clerk, and then started studying for 20, 30 years. Um, up through all the finance. So, and as I worked way through, I went into payroll and then debtors and then treasury and then commercial analytical roles, financial controller, financial planning analysis, up to GM finance. Um, so, that was the sort of financial career, and that was it within the electricity industry. And, and that was a good industry, grounding it. You know, I've said this to a lot of people recently as we talk about how did you do what you did? Why did you do this? What are you doing now? And how do you know all this stuff? And, you know, if you think about the electricity industry, when you got electricity, uh, retail, generation, transmission, distribution, then back into the coal fields where the coal's going from and our renewable energy or gas, et cetera. It's such a big industry and such an interesting one about dynamically how it works. And when you've got long life assets, particularly in corporate finance space where I come from, um, you know, I worked in the cash to accrual accounting reforms in uh, 92, 3, worked in corporatization, the industry in 94, 5, then the whole reform. Um, that went on the electricity industry in Queensland in 96-7, then set up financial planning analysis functions. So that's a lot of lot of exposure to investment banks, accounting systems, legal structures, commercial deals, what something's worth. You know, we used to do um, 30, 40-page, 20-column um, analysis sheets for doing one contract. Um, you know, I started automating everything in the old days, uh, building spreadsheets with Symphony and then Quattro Pro and then Excel and then, you know, using Fortran and COBOL and Pascal and all those programming languages to learn how to build financial models because we, through all the restructures that we went through over the years, that's about allocating value, allocating revenues, allocating price structures and putting assets into various businesses as you restructure them and working out what something's worth. And, you know, a, a regulatory business can argue um, a lot to spend a lot of money arguing around whether the return should be 7 or 7.1% because uh, it can work, be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and other businesses don't care if they get anything less, uh, so they need to get more than 25%, 30% return on equity. And they don't really care about 1%, 2% swings. So it's just interesting that industry put me in such a great stead for the future. Um, yeah. So from there, I, I jumped ship into corporate development, uh, hence the M&A background. Um, so that sort of started me on the path to the deal side because I just wanted to – I couldn't see a way through to CEO uh, where I was. 
So I jumped ship into corporate development. Um, and then, as you said, as I said, the business, the government sold all the assets, so I got out. And then Deloitte was financial modelling, um, but doing uh, M&A and strategic planning with them and corporate finance roles. Um, then I went to investment. I went to Sydney. There's also team at Sydney. So five years in Sydney, heading up um, analysis investments, basically global M&A for a fund manager, buying toll roads, airports, ports around the world. Um, and then um, into back into the electricity industry, Spark Infrastructure, which is uh, I was the general manager of strategy and business development for Spark, and we we, we bought uh, you know try to grow the business and back into into renewable energy. So so Bowman Solar Farm down at Wagga Wagga in New South Wales, Victorian border. Um, but that that's sort of all that um, process has led me to you know within the company. That's the sort of background and expertise that I then bring and help try to help other companies go through all those things that I've been through over 30, 40 years. I I, I was just thinking that it's a lot of bricks. That's what it is. You moved <laughs> a lot of bricks over a period of time. Just they they yeah. you went from the physical went from the physical ones to the uh to the more metaphorical ones. But um uh certainly some 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 lessons there. Um you know that it's a huge amount of stepping stones and to to get to where you are with a huge amount of experience. And I and I think that that's I mean, I often say to people that uh, we're pro- the, the thing that we market most is where where is our experiences. That's what differentiates one person from the next is the experiences that we've had and we can call upon to to get there. And the the journey to get you there is is huge and quite a lesson. Um, you know, going back to the beginning of that story with your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so is his business a, a was his a, a building business? Was his was he a brick? It was a bricklayer. Yeah. So yeah. So dad, dad, dad passed away in his fifties. He was an invalid at forty and heart attacks and et cetera. So again, the story don't you know taught us never to work for a living, uh, not to go through what he went through. You know, so um, it, it shapes you. I think that's the interesting thing about these stories and and where we begin because uh, it does shape the way that you you move forward into the future and and literally seeing those you know as I said that metaphorical building the house or you know that you, that you've done be, by stepping up over the years into these different areas um as you say that energy area is just such a huge area and it's constantly developing and and um you know even to looking at you know we're all familiar with the idea of solar panels going on our houses these days which we weren't that familiar with probably only about 15 years ago and now the discussion is not about the solar panels. It's about how size, how big the units are. Are we going to have, you know, can we afford the batteries? And that, you know, in itself brings change into that whole sector as well, doesn't it? Because you've gone from the early days of, oh, it's a chance to um, uh, to make some money by uh, putting back into the grid. Well, that's not the case anymore. And all of those things um, just keep moving all the time. And I think it's 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 easy to think of an industry like that as being, stagnant and say well providing electricity surely that's that's it that's all there is but as you say there are so many moving parts to that and and it and it is a uh it's it's not dissimilar in a whole lot of other industries as well that that it's constantly developing and technology is having a huge impact on the way uh you know the large sectors even develop and and create subsectors within them yeah, look, I joined in 1983, so it gives you an idea how old I am. Um, and 40 years, it just has not stopped changing. Hope you've been enjoying the conversation so far. We look forward to bringing you part two in the next episode of Biz Bites. Biz Bites is brought to you by Com Together. 
for all your marketing needs so you can build your brand, engage audiences on multiple platforms. Go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation.